welcome to the Promises of God podcast. Do you feel stagnant, frustrated, or even bored in your walk with God? Have you found that hope deferred, unmet expectations, and unfulfilled desires is creating distance between you and God? If so, you're in the right place. On this show, we grab hold to the incredible promises that God has given us in his word. My hope is that by the end of each episode, you will feel encouraged, edified, and empowered to be all that God has called you to be. Hey y'all, welcome back to the show. I am Adlia B. And if you are new here, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you have been joining me for a while, thank you so much for coming back and supporting the show. That means so much to me. So we're going to jump straight into it today. Um, We're going to be looking at a promise that comes from Jeremiah 29, and I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation, but feel free to grab whatever translation works for you, okay? So I'll be starting in verse 10. All right, and it reads, This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. And I will bring you home again, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. Today, We are going to talk about God's promise to us of good plans, a prosperous future, and a magnificent hope. Okay, Um, so before we get into the meat of this episode, I do want to give a little bit of context about what's happening in this passage. So it's important for us to know the audience, okay? So Prophet Jeremiah is writing to a group of exiles that have been deported from Jerusalem to Babylon. So these people are in a foreign land, basically. Um, And we can assume from this that they were probably scared and unsure about their future. Um, Many of these people still had family back in Jerusalem, and they were probably terrified at the idea that they would never see them again. So God uses prophet Jeremiah Um, to write a letter to give these exiles a set of instructions and to encourage them um, in God's faithfulness and remind them of the promise um, of deliverance that he had for them, okay? Um, So he does a few other things. He warns them about false prophets, um, about this day. But I believe that above all else, he truly wanted to encourage and equip his people to thrive during their time of captivity, okay? Now, while we may not be in the same type of exile that they were in, I believe that we are still in an exile in this world because we live in this world, but we're called to not be of this world, okay? So there are principles and instructions throughout this passage that are applicable to our lives today, Um, So with the help of the Holy Spirit, if we choose to follow them, we can reap the same blessings that God promised the people back in this time. Okay, so grab your pen and your notebooks or whatever you use to take notes, because I have three points for us um, that I'm going to share today. And I can assure you that if you do start to follow them and implement them, 
you'll begin to walk into God's good plans, the prosperous future, and the magnificent hope that he promises. So point number one is cultivating a lifestyle of prayer. Philippians 4, um, starting in verse 6, says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Y'all, this is one of my favorite scriptures, actually, because um, just a side note, sometimes I can worry. I'm telling on myself, but I love the remedy that God gives us. He gives us the remedy of prayer. Um, And so I think that when we are waiting for God to fulfill his promises, it is easy to worry when we don't begin to see it happening. Um, Just like these exiles, right? Um, They were in this foreign land. God still had good plans for them, but I'm pretty sure some panic could could possibly kick in worry potentially kicked in for them. And so God instructed them to even pray even, um, in verse 10, I believe, um, in Jeremiah 29, let's go to it. Um, yeah, he, he, he instructed them to pray, um, actually in verse seven, and we're going to get into that in just a second. So, um, I think a lot of times when we have these promises God doesn't necessarily give us gives us a timeline of when the promise will happen. Um, but we do know that God cannot lie. So we can have assurance that whatever God has promised us will happen. Um, so we can start to pray for God to give us his perspective as we wait on him. We can start to pray that God reveals any hidden things in our heart, right? We can also start to pray that God makes us more like him and that he prepares us to receive the promise when it comes. And of course, you can pray um, that God will release the promise in his perfect timing. You can pray that there will be no blocks or hindrances that will delay the promise that God has. And we know that the Bible tells us that God hears our prayers um, and he is faithful and just to deliver them to us. So we want to make sure that we're cultivating a lifestyle of prayer um, just so that we can trade off worry for peace and so that we can have God's perspective um, as we are waiting for his good plans to manifest in our lives. The second thing we want to do is proactively look for God in every situation. So let's go back to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. So it says, if you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. I will be found by you, says the Lord. I will end your captivity and restore your fortunes. I will gather you out of the nations where I sent you and will bring you home again to your own land. So God tells us, if you look for me, you will find me. (laughs) He doesn't say, if you look for me, I'm going to hide from you. I'm not going to be found by you. He tells us, if you look for me, you will find me. Okay, God is not trying to play hide and seek with us. And so if we look for God, he's going to show up and show himself to us. And so proactively looking for God in every situation looks like stopping and taking a moment 
um, and asking God, Lord, please show me yourself in this situation. Please show me your perspective in this situation. Please show me, um, a way that I can see you in a different light in this situation, a way that I can even see myself in this situation. Proactively look for God in every situation. Also, as you're waiting on God, sometimes it really does um, cause us to grow weary, right? Sometimes we can grow weary in well-doing, but I have been really blessed by looking for something called God winks. Have y'all heard of that term? It's when God just winks at you and lets you know that he is still faithful. He's still planning to bless you. He's still planning to fulfill his promise. I can think of so many times that God has winked at me when I was just feeling so discouraged and, you know, he would send somebody to give me an encouraging word through a sermon or um, just a random conversation that I was having and in those moments, I just felt like God was winking at me. I felt like he was telling me, I still, I still have plans to bless you. I still have plans to fulfill my promise, um, in your life. And so proactively looking for God, um, is really important because it keeps us encouraged. It keeps us in connection with the father as we wait on his promises, right? It keeps us in connection with him. I mean, think about around Christmas time, right? When we were little kids and we would ask our parents for gifts. If, if you had, you know, your parents around or you had someone around and you would tell them what you wanted for Christmas, right? And you would um, obviously be so excited all throughout the year, um, but from time to time, you may go to that parent or go to that guardian and say, you know, just just come and tell you, I still want this for Christmas. And, you know, if you had a mom or a dad like mine, sometimes when we would go to the store and see that toy or a similar toy, my parent would remind me, hey, I still have intentions to get this for you. Hey, you know what we talked about. I still plan to get this for you. They would wink at me to remind me I still have intentions to bless you with this gift, with this toy, or whatever it was that I was asking for at the time. So it is so important that we proactively look for God in every situation. Okay, so the last point I have for us is to be faithful in whatever situation God is allowing you to go through. Let's look at Jeremiah 29, verse 5. Okay, so it says, actually, let's start in verse 4. This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. Build homes and plan to stay. Plant gardens and eat the food they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. Multiply, do not dwindle away, and work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare." Um, So we see in these verses that God is causing the or telling these exiles to remain faithful. Okay, God still 
had planned to bless these exiles. Although they were in a situation that may have been extremely scary, they were not in their homeland. They didn't know, you know, when this exile would end, they were still charged to be faithful. Okay. They were still charged to be faithful. And I believe that God uh, wants us to do the same thing. You may be in a situation that's like crazy, chaotic, um, it may cause a little worry from, you know, time to time, but God still causes us to be faithful in those situations. Um, because we know that the Bible says, if you are faithful over little things, he will make you ruler over many. I love, um, in this, in this particular passage where God tells them, to marry. He tells them to build. He tells them to multiply. He says, don't dwindle away because you're going to be here for a while. <laughs> he, they're actually, they're actually going to be in exile for 70 years. God later reveals to them, but they're like, you're going to be here for a while. So you might as well get a little bit settled and comfortable here. And even in situations that, you know, may seem like we're in the shadow of the valley of death or amazing like we're in the wilderness, God still has plans to bless us even in those dry, weary places. Even in captivity, God still had plans to bless these exiles, right? He still had plans to multiply them. I love what God tells them in verse seven. He says, work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, for its welfare will determine your welfare. You know, like I mentioned earlier, we live in this world, but we're not of this world. And although we're not of this world, we're still called to live here in it. We're still called to multiply. We're called to be fruitful here. We're called to leave our mark here in the sand of time. And we can only do that by building. We can only do that by being faithful over the resources that God has called us uh, to steward. And so although you may feel like you don't have the things that you would like, or you may not be in the most ideal situation in this season, you're still called to be faithful. How is it that you can be faithful? What is it that you can do to be faithful in the season that you are in? Okay. The last thing that I will say on this point is we are to pray for the world around us. As our nation prospers, we prosper. As the environments in the cities around us prosper, we prosper. The Bible tells us that when the godly are in leadership, there's peace in the land. And so we are to pray for the cities, the states, um, the nation around us, because God cares about the welfare of a secular environment. He cares about the welfare of people. People who don't believe in God are still very precious to him. And so I think um, as we're believing God to bless us and do all these things for our families, we cannot forsake the mandate of prayer and being intercessors for the people around us. Okay, so God has amazing plans for each of us. I know he does, and I know he's excited to bless us. We're on the brink of something. We're on the brink of incredible breakthrough. Um, a lot of us are people who have been waiting for 
years um, and seasons after seasons for certain things from God. And he is saying to you now, I still plan to do that for you. I am going to do that for you. Release the timeline, release um, your timeline and just surrender. Give him a fresh yes today. Okay. So that's all I have for us today. Remember, first point, cultivate a lifestyle of prayer. Second point, proactively look for God in every situation. And the third point is to be faithful in whatever situation that God is allowing you to go through. And those are the ways that we can ensure that we walk into God's promise of good plans, a prosperous future, and a magnificent hope for us. I hope that y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you did, um, please consider leaving a five-star written review over on Apple Podcasts. That is the number one way you can say thank you and also support the continuation of growing this community. Um, Until next time, you guys, I love y'all so much and I'll see you next week. Bye.